and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Fried, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every week. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, brief announcements before we get started. We're going to do emails. We're going to do your coronavirus rant of the day. We're going to do the charcuterie chat. And uh, the Beach by Happy Hour virtual happy hour, I have pushed it off. Uh, by a week. It didn't feel like the right week for that. Um, I'm sure you can all understand that. It just I didn't feel like the right week to be throwing a party. And and it just, for me, this was my decision. So um, I would love for you guys to come June 11th. Uh, there's, again, 10 bucks to come. We'll party together. I'll have special guests. I'll be ranting. I'll be doing uh, some different types of you know comedy stuff. I'm going to just like the last one, new guests, new rants, new laughs, all the same fun. Um, and, you know, this week it just, you know, if you want to, uh, there's better places this week that you can put your $10 towards. That's my own thing. Um, so that's the announcement. We've pushed off the beach by happy hour, virtual happy hour one week. Also, I'm featuring comics on my Instagram stories. My way, very little way of trying to raise people up is to put uh, black comics that whose voices and perspectives uh, are so important in general, but right now more than ever. So, and, and it's from a perspective I could never speak from. So uh, that's my little kind of way of supporting the Black Lives Matter movement is to help you, the listener, who, listen, I know it's hard to find comics. It's hard to find you know, fun comics. And that's why I put people on the show. And that's why I have guests every, uh, twice a week. So if, if I post someone that is me saying, I love watching them and I hope you can love watching them too. And go follow them, go support them. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Here's my question. What to do when a guy asks you out, but then somehow you end up planning the date. This is a very normal issue where a lot of women don't want to be in the position where they're begging someone to go out with them. Also, from a female perspective, from everything I hear from the emails, it is very, they love a plan. I know that from my girlfriend, from every girl I've ever dated, they love a fucking plan. It is, ooh, did you just tell me what time and where we're meeting up? And it's like, yeah, I did. And they're like, oh, you know, that's kind of the reaction to a plan. So, I'm in my mid-30s and live in San Francisco Bay Area. Bay Area. I match with a guy online. He's in his early 30s. He suggested we meet up for a socially distanced walk. And after some back and forth, I ended up suggesting a place and time. He also showed up 25 minutes late, although he texted me to let me know. Listen, things happen. That, that is on the resume, but it's not like 25 minutes late. Oh, my God. You know, our walk was fun. So when he asked me if I'd like to do it again, I said yes. There you go. The minute you say yes is the minute that 25 minutes late doesn't need to be in this email. Hey, we had a good time. He made up for it. He, we had such a good time that I forgot that he was a fucking asshole who was 25 minutes late. Let's let him off the hook. Let's stop holding receipts as if we're going back to the Well, he was 25 minutes late, so he must not care about me that much. No, yeah, he didn't care about you that much. He's never fucking met you, so let it go. Our walk was fun, so he asked me. <laughs> I don't mean to sound mad at the emailer. I'm just saying, like, I get it. Uh, so I, I'm just saying, like, the 25 minutes late thing, like, he was 25 minutes late, but he let me know. Like, yeah, mistakes fucking happen. I get that. 
Our walk was fun, so when he asked me to do it again, I'd like to do it again. And I said yes. Uh, asked me, uh, I'm attaching the screenshots of our most recent text with all the back and forth. This is feeling a, like a lot of work for a date, and I wish he would have just suggested a clear plan from the start and stuck with it. Not sure if this is a Bay Area thing, but I've also had this happen a lot with guys on the apps before quarantine. I'm attaching screenshots of our text so you can see what I mean. FYI, we both have dogs, and that's who we're referring to in the text. Is there a way for me to nicely say that I'd like him to do more of the legwork? Do I need to hold back more or is it just not the match? Thanks so much for everything you do. So let's go to the text. He writes, it's been a crazy Monday. Time seems to have slipped away. I hope you're having a great start to your week. She writes, hey, thanks. Roxy, the dog, and I are out on our evening constitutional. Hope you had a nice you guys had a nice holiday, too. He writes, we haven't had the chance to get out yet, but hope to have some time later this evening. It's beautiful out. Glad to hear you're both enjoying some time outside. So now today, that was Tuesday. So now today, whatever today is. Hey, how you doing? Wonder, wondering if you have plans for Sunday. Weather is looking a bit crummy. Un, unhappy face. Hey, nice to hear from you. I don't have anything planned uh, for tomorrow. Did you have something in mind? Hey, nothing planned. This weekend is pretty slammed, but I wanted to make some time to see you. Would you be up for strolling a different neighborhood, maybe grabbing coffee or some wine? Not sure what your other options are open to us. I'm open to other ideas, of course. She writes, strolling a neighborhood with some wine sounds lovely. I know the place places in the Mission Panhandle, but I'm not sure what's available up near you. Why don't you let me know when and where works for you? He writes, the panhandle sounds great. Does 1 p.m. work for you again? Yeah, why don't we meet up uh, at blank on blank? I'll probably stick to coffee. Not a huge day drinker, but I think they have a pandemic wine list available. He writes, that sounds great. Were you thinking later in the afternoon, ev uh, evening originally? That may be better for me. I can get uh, some of my work out of the way. Not sure if we'd miss out on any good weather. Doesn't seem like there will be much of it anyways, though. Either way works. To me, you're being a little ticky-tacky. I'm sorry. I understand that in the beginning of meeting someone, just like what you said, just like looking back at like him being 25 minutes late, you're, you're trying to assess how into this this person is. I totally understand that. And I totally understand where, but to me, this is two people figuring out a date. He wrote, this is where he wrote, hey, nothing planned. This weekend is pretty slammed, but I wanted to make some time to see you. Would you be up for strolling a different neighborhood, maybe grabbing a coffee or wine? Not sure what other options are open to us. I'm open to other ideas. Yeah. This is a guy giving you the opportunity to have a word on what the plan will be. I don't see a problem with this. Do, do I understand the idea that um, where someone feels like they're doing all the work to make a date happen. I totally understand. This, to me, is not the case. He gave you a plan. He gave you the structure of a plan and asked you to fill in the blank, and I, don't, I think that's okay. That's actually a nice way to ask someone on a date. Also, you say I'm not a day drinker, so now he goes, and, and, and I get where it gets to the point where he goes, were you thinking later? At some point, you have to decide if this is just not the match for you because if you're in a position where you go well I just want a guy who's going to say we're going here at this time at this place meet me I'll be there fine that's your taste but don't blame him for being at the negotiation table with you to me this is him working on a date this is him putting in some sort of he's giving you times and places and what's to do that's all you got to ask for <clears throat> now 
if you want to go out with them, then you take take the opportunity. But I, I, I do understand. I, I think you can also say to him, you can also lay back. If you're the type of person who goes, I just wish you would just fucking say this time at this place. Then you go, hey, up for whatever. Let me know. And that's your answer. It isn't this game of like play along, but then complain while you're playing along. It's kind of back to the point I made with the he showed up 25 minutes late. I've been 25 minutes late. You've been 25 minutes late. We all have been late for stuff. Okay. But to then go on the date with him and say, I had a great time, so I would like to go out again. But remember, he was 25 minutes late. Like, I know you didn't mean to put it in this email as like a big deal. But what I'm saying is give people retribution. He, You went on the date and had a great time. That should, okay. And now you're saying uh, uh, yes to date two. The 25 minutes late note should only come up if he's 25 minutes late to date two. Then you go, I don't want to be fucking dating someone who comes late to dates all the time. One time, fine. Fool me once. Uh, shame on you. Fool me twice. You ain't going to fuck me. You know, that's that's kind of so where I think you're being a little hard on this guy. I think he is there making some sort of a plan. I think he's like making the plan with you and try and especially right now. It's not like you can say, meet me at this bar right now. We're getting drinks. He is in a very specific situation where he's going, ah, we're going to walk an area. You don't like to day drink. Okay, well, let me figure out whatever feels best. I, I go along with this, and it's something to note, but not something to turn you away. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com is it a deal breaker hi jared love your podcast uh question for you is not liking his family a deal breaker my boyfriend and i've been together for three years and i love him and we have a great relationship all things considered he always has my back his family has given us difficult times to the point where his father disowned him once because we were upset his parents lied to us about something important and they were very manipulative towards my boyfriend because he moved out of his house uh, and wasn't around as much. So based on that sentence, I don't know very much information. All I know is that you have a problem. You and the boyfriend kind of have a problem with his parents. His sister has also been difficult. I've tried my best to be nice and kind to them, but we jointly realized that boundaries were best for our mental stability and relationship. I picture him in my future, but seeing his family in my future is difficult. My boyfriend now has a strained relationship with them and insists it's not my fault, but theirs. But I can't help but feel guilty. I see us, uh, I see us together in the future. However, as he makes me happy and would be the best life partner, he has established uh, boundaries so they won't affect our relationship. Is this a deal breaker? I can't tell you if it's a deal breaker or not because that's really up to you. I would say I understand, you know, by the sound of this email, teams have been established. Um, I don't think that gets you anywhere closer to a solution. And and in my mind, solutions are are the where you want to get to. Um you don't want him to, and, and you even say, you go, I feel guilty because I'm a part of, because now you're a part, part of this. I would like to think I don't want to get in the business of being a part of like a battle. I want to be a negotiator, not a, a fighter. So I, what I mean by that is I think you can kind of change the narrative here. Like, I, I understand. I don't know what was done. I don't know the level and the severity of what was done. 
but his father disowning him once because we were upset his parents lied to us about something important. I don't know what that fight was, but I do know it sounds like it's over. It sounds like, and at that point you have to go, okay, where, what's the most healthy, and you say you, you keep your boundaries so they won't affect our relationship, but you could say to him, I think you can start to take the side of talk to your parents. And, and I think maybe the fear could be that he ends up becoming better with his parents and worse with you. And, and if that's the case, this wasn't the match in the first place. But I, I do think, like, taking the side of, like, hey, um, just talk to them. I think encouraging people to talk is always better than, yeah, fuck them and being, and we're the ones that are, you know, we're keeping our boundaries because we got to stay away from you assholes. And it's like, listen, I don't know what the fight is about, but I think it can, I, I, I think like, you know, in a, these family squabbles, they can all get caught up with resentment and not talking. And the more you don't talk, the more you invent how evil everyone else is. And I think your job as the girlfriend is always to encourage um, m moving forward with this family and not against it. And maybe that will help you to feel less guilty. So you can go, hey, just talk to them. Take a minute, call them, talk it out, whatever the problems may be. Now, is your future with them, you know, if you can see a great future with him, then you guys have a great future together and, and the family becomes less and less important because you guys start your own family and then you start, you, you don't have to, you know, now it's not, where do we do things? Oh, we got to go there for Thanksgiving. Now you're doing your own Thanksgiving. So they become less and less important as life goes on. But I think right now the position you stand in is built for guilt. You're in a position of, oh, I, you know, the pan, the, you know, fuck your parents. And then you go, oh, I can't believe I said fuck his parents because I, I don't, I, he seems so unhappy that I just said, that. whereas you go talk to them. Now you go, hey, my position is I'm here for you always, but I want you to improve this relationship for both of you. And I think being a negotiator is just a better position. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Does my app profile make me look too good? Love the podcast. Listen every day while I'm supposed to be working. Writing in because I have some dating app concerns. I recently downloaded Hinge and I had over 100 matches within two days. Look at you, buddy. 100 matches over two days. While obviously great, I am matching with girls that I feel that wouldn't give me the time of day in person. Worried that your dating profile tips have made my profile too good. Jared, being realistic, I'm a solid 7 out of 10, but I'm matching with straight stunners. I feel like I'm unintentionally catfishing, but I don't want to portray an image that is different than I am. I am nervous to actually meet up with these girls, and I feel like they're disappointed when they... And feel like they're disappointed when they see me. But hey, maybe just getting the door open is all I need with, to score with a girl out of my league. Do you think it hurts to have too good to, to it hurts to have your your good picture too good of pictures on your profile? Would it maybe be better to have worse pictures than may be a pleasant surprise when you see them in person? Here's my profile, and here's a bathroom selfie I took while writing this email. Ha ha! Coming to see you when stand up starts. So, I appreciate this email. He has sent his profile. He has done all the things that I would encourage someone to do. Um, 
he it's a lone picture first, but very far away. Good looking, good body. Now he's with two women that I'm assuming are family at a graduation picture. Then it's him in a suit looking good and dapper. Then it's him cheersing drinks with another woman. I don't know who she is. Then he said uh, he's got a, you know prompts that are you know funny and light. Then he's with a little kid holding a trophy. Okay, he could be a dad one day. Then he's with his boys. Then it's the bathroom selfie. The bathroom selfie, it does, I mean, this is not a good picture of him, and the others are really good pictures of him. I see where the middle ground could be between these amazing pictures. The one thing I think I would say is to show your profile to one female or female friend. For a male, this is easier because for a male, women can kind of trash you to your face and it's not taken as personally. Like, I think there's there's and there's subtle hints you want to look for. If someone that you're friends with looks at your profile, like this happens all the time. If someone looks at your profile and goes, wow, your hair, look at your hair. That means it's not your hair. Wow, you look skinny. That means it's not your weight. Wow, you look you look tall. That's not your height. Wow, you look rich. That's not your 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 demographic. You're not that's not your, you know, your money stance. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can hear the cues in other people's voices. I I always have that. The the worst person in the world is someone that looks at your picture and goes a picture that you posted and goes, "This looks nothing like you." That means they think you look like a fatter, uglier version of that. Now, would I say that you don't look anything? I would say the one thing about your pictures is that your body is the same. You have not, this is a man that I'm looking at. His hair is very different in the bathroom selfie than I would say in the rest of the profile. And that's not to say that it's not his hair in the profile. And it's, I'm just saying, that's what I would say. I would go, wow, you had a different haircut before. If any, if I'm saying that, that and it's noticeable. Do you have worse? I don't think you have worse pictures. I think you have pictures that you uh, that no one would look at and go, whoa, you don't want the surprise look from people. You want someone to look at your profile and go, that's you. That's you. And, and listen, I'm not saying this profile isn't you. I would keep going with it. But I'm saying if you showed it to a friend and they go, look at that hair, then we're all on the same page. They're, you are way less, you know, hairfall. And I am a person that kind of says under promise, over deliver. That's kind of my motto on this. What I'm also saying is, um, you know, you have to be, the, the worst thing is to show up on a date not confident that they know what you look like. I, I think that's worse. I think a lot of people think that like, oh, we're all trying to fool people. You're trying to say 5'8", but you're actually 5'4". And it's like, and then when I get there, I'll personality my way into a fun date and then they'll want to fuck me. Like, I don't know. I would rather be on a date where someone's like, whoa, yeah, this is great. This is exactly the the, the shirt I thought I was buying. And, and right now, as long as I would go show friends and listen, listen to their cues. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com Morse code via Snapchat. J train. Love the pod. I miss listening to you on my morning commute to N- in NYC. Thanks a bunch. COVID. I roll. 
I have a question about a man's mindset, a little background. I met this guy on Hinge in September 2019. We dated for about three months. We, he ended up he ended up ending things with me around Christmas time. Beware holidays, birthdays, etc. It's true. As he just got out of a two-year relationship, fair enough. Following Christmas, he used to type to me on Snapchat, which will send a notification to the person if you have notifications on that the person is typing. For example, it will say, John is typing. He had done this constantly for about two months after we stopped seeing each other, and I would do it back. It felt like Morse code to give each other a nudge that we were thinking of each other, but we would never send any messages. Although we never addressed it or defined this, pretty childish, I know, but I can't lie to you, it was a fun game. Fast forward to last week. He just recently did it out of the blue. We are no longer each other's top friends on Snapchat. So we had to scroll down to my name, which starts with a T, way down there. John is typing, came up on my phone, but no message. I did not play along like I typically would. And he ended up doing it again last night. My question is, what do you think his mindset is doing this? I, is it just seeking attention and wants me to do it back? Should I type back if he does it again or send a message? I don't really want to play games anymore and would be open to starting things up again. But also, if he's not just going to send me a simple message like, hey, how are you? I don't want to get caught up in the Snapchat game. How should I play this? This is a very interesting like, 2020 email about dating like this is like and it's what the craziest part is that I understand it the craziest part this is this is legitimately Chinese if it was written to me in 2015 today 2020 I'm like yeah I get it I totally understand what's going on here's the problem anyone you've already had a breakup with that contacts you is living under the contract of that breakup so it's very important to remember this so if you guys broke up because he wasn't ready for a relationship, the hard part is out of the way. You said around Christmas he ends it because he, uh, because he just got out of a two-year relationship. That is the contract you both signed at the end of the breakup. At the breakup you go, I, and you said fair enough. So you took that excuse, which is fine. That's a fair enough excuse. But this whole, then he starts coming back with this typing thing. So let's live in the reality that yes, He's typing to let you know he's thinking of you and you're typing back to let him know that you're receiving it in some sort of weird fucked up 2020 version of Morse code. Fine, I'll live in that reality. But there's a reason he never goes beyond that. He is typing to you going, yeah, I'm here, willing to fuck, not willing to get into a relationship. It's still too soon for me because he's not taking that extra step. What he's doing is letting you take all the, he's saying, I'm here, I'm friendly, I'm still typing. Do with that information as you will. So what he wants you to do is he wants you to go, hey, what's up? How you been? So that he can live in the naivete, the blissful naivete of, oh, she reached out to me. She's the one that yanked at the fishing lure. And now you guys are talking. You guys, oh, you've already seen my penis once. Why wouldn't you come over? It's, 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 it's quarantine. We all, got our, we all got our needs, and then you end up going over, and you hook up, and you go, well, where's this going? And he goes, oh, remember the contract you signed? Yeah, it, it says it right here. I'm not ready for a relationship. You, you knew that going in. So now the second breakup is already established by the first breakup. So all of these scenarios, whether it's Snapchat Morse code or someone tapping and liking your stuff or someone responding to your Instagram stories, those are all subtle ways of just going, 
I'm here. I'm friendly. Uh, you can suck my dick if you want to. That's all it is. And I don't, I don't mean to sound, I mean, I know how that sounds badly, but that, how you should play this is understand what it is. This is a guy who wants to hook up with someone that has a trust for him, that knows they won't murder him, <laughs> won't murder you. That's a part of it. So he's using his past trust to get a future hookup. So if you want to hook up, if you just want to do that, fine with me. I'm not going to shame you for that, but I'm just letting you know what this is, and it won't go further than it got before. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Let's do uh, the... Oh, first I want to read our sponsors. Is that okay with everybody? We'd love to read the sponsors. Um, let's do... Every week, the J Train Podcast has new sponsors. And the whole idea is that they're going to give you something, some money off of something that might help your life. And if it helps your life, that's great. We've done our job. Uh, we're sponsored this week. Freed by Noon, Hello Tushy. Oh, my God. Huge fan. Hello Tushy is a bidet. And you can go to hellotushy.com slash J Train for 10% off. This bidet fucking changed my life it's great figs figs makes comfortable shrubs for people who need them the most you get 15 percent off at wherefigs.com use code jtrain15 fig scrubs are amazing uh, magic spoon makes cereal fun again with zero sugar and 12 grams of protein get free shipping at 100 happiness guarantee at magicspoon.com slash jtrain delicious these are this is a great sponsor week uh, ExpressVPN, protect your privacy online, watch streaming service from anywhere in the world, get three months free at expressvpn.com slash JTrain. So those are the sponsors this week. That's where you got to go. Let's do, um, let's do the coronavirus rant of the day. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's coronavirus rant of the day is about the kale Caesar salad. I don't understand why we're doing this to ourselves. The Caesar salad is fucking delicious. The Caesar salad is good the way it was and the way it always will be. The reason, and then all of a sudden, someone was like, hey, what if we tried to make this fun little thing healthy? Nobody was eating a Caesar salad to be healthy. Nobody was eating that thinking, look at me, I'm eating, and then, Whoa, look at me. I'm getting my abs via the Caesar salad diet. We all knew what we were signing up for with the Caesar salad. We knew the dressing had cream in it. We knew that the 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 croutons were bread. And we knew that the lettuce wasn't really that great for us. We knew what was going on. We knew that romaine wasn't going to fill us up in the way other things were. And then all of a sudden, someone was like, hey, let's have a bad, let's take a good time and make it mediocre. And everyone was like, sure, add kale to it. Do you think we thought, you think we were like sitting there eating a, a Caesar salad being like, oh, I, I wouldn't be this fat if I wasn't eating this all this romaine. You thought we thought romaine was the issue? You think we don't know what the fuck we're doing? You don't think we know this is a game? We knew 
what the deal was with a Caesar salad. Just because you switch it to kale doesn't mean our life is going to become... All of a sudden, we're going to be walking around with fucking abs and ready for swimsuit season because we added kale to our Caesar salad. No, no, no. The only thing kale's going to make me do is add more dressing, add more croutons, so I can fucking trick myself into thinking that this is a healthier thing than it actually is. When it was romaine, I knew what I was getting into. I was getting into the french fry of salads. I was getting into the cheeseburger of salads. I knew that I wasn't as healthy as I thought I could be, and that's okay. Throw some kale in there, and now it's one big fucking lie. That's today's coronavirus rant of the day. You can send in yours to jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do the charcuterie chat. Let's do... What is this? We're going to do some charcuterie chat. Okay. I'm going to show... Let's do charcuterie chat. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is about saying before asking. Okay? What happens with charcuterie a lot is it'll get served and someone has to tell you what's going on the board before getting there. This is one example in particular. I'm going to put this on the screen. It's a very fine board. This is fine for a date night. It's got the cheeses already cut up. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The meats. It's got the, the, the crackers. There is nothing specifically wrong with this board. There's nothing great about it either. Let me, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But if this sat in front of me while the TV was on, I wouldn't spit on it, okay? Here's the message that came with it. Thoughts? I bought, I brought the salami and Iberian ham back from one of the best jamon shops in Spain, so those were fire. If you have to tell me where the meat came from, then the fucking board sucks. Don't, this is not a hamon board. This is not came from Spain board. This is a regular, mediocre, fucking on the table, you wouldn't serve it at a party board. And if you're sitting here writing me a message being like, oh, I brought the salami and the Iberian ham back from one of the best hamon shops in all of España, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I don't need your propaganda. I don't need you to let me know where it came from so that all of a sudden I think, you wait till I ask. If I say, oh my my God, this ham is delicious. And you go, you know what? It's actually from uh, one of the best. Uh, and don't say Hamon. Do not come in here with Jamon as if that's the language you speak. No, no, no. That's from a ham place in Spain. Do not say to me from the Hamon place in España. No, no, no. Fuck off. If, if you ask, then you tell and you tell it in the way it was served. This was served... This is a Cincinnati board served by a Cincinnati fucking asshole that should be served as ham and cheese, not hamon and queso. We don't want to hear how you went to the best hamon place in Spain from the Iberian Peninsula. No, 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 no. Fuck off. That's a dishonest description of this board. This board should be described as shit on the plate that we ate, not as fucking Salami and Iberian ham from one of the best hamon shops in Spain. You went to a fucking shop while you were abroad and you brought it back because you paid for it with your parents' money. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send in yours to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That is today's uh, freed by noon edition of the J Train Podcast. We're here 
Monday through Friday. Keep sending your emails. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.